As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. The following podcast contains content of a graphic, violent nature and is not suitable for children. One of the things that Rogerson used to say to Chris was, look, mate, every time you've done one of your hits, you've left the body for us. He said, look, come and I'll show you what we do. That's Ray Mooney, who joins us for the second time this week. This time, he's here to tell us about his friend Chris. Chris was a teenager when they met in Pentridge Prison. It was Ray's first time in a place like that. But Chris was not long out of the notorious Morningstar Boys' Home in Victoria's Mount Eliza, run by the brutal Franciscan brothers. 
Over the following decades, they maintained their close friendship as Chris, aka Christopher Dale Flannery, aka Mr. Rentakill, went on to become Australia's best known hitman, and Ray Mooney became a published author, playwright, director, and educator. Chris disappeared in 1985, and Ray says that since then, many people have taken the opportunity to say things they wouldn't have dared say when he was alive. So today, Ray sets the record straight and shares the true story of Chris Flannery's life and what he believes is the most likely truth of his death. Chris and I became very close friends. I was asked to be the best man at his wedding. At the time, I was competing in athletic championships across the other side of the country, and I, and I was out, so I couldn't be best man. He was best man at my wedding. Yeah, right. Later on, so we were very close. He divulged things to you that we know are very difficult for men to talk about. Yeah. Chris was only five foot eight, and there wasn't a lot of him. And he he was a ferocious fighter, and and every and because he's a good looking kid, you know, and and but. When he was at Morning Star, he was physically and sexually abused, and 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 those um, juvenile delinquent centres used to work on the assumption of almost like um, uh, they would have standover kids who were given the right to stand over, you know, the, the, the people that Chopper Reed used to brag he was like, you know, that type of thing. But if you've ever seen a wonderful film called Scum, Ray Whitstone's. Yeah, I've first, seen that, yeah. It's well, very, that's, very that, that system works on yeah. that you give the, 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 the bullies the right to stand over all the other kids so they do what they're told. Yeah. Well, that's how we followed the same system. We, were, we followed the Borstal system here in Australia. Yeah. So, so because Chris was little, physically small. He was always fighting. And handsome. I've read um, pe- some true. people have, yeah, have, have wondered if that sort of combination made yeah. him particularly vulnerable inside the boys' totally. home. Totally, it did. And then that is what made him the fighter, actually, well, that he well, was. Well, what made him the fighter was that in the boys' homes, you are fighting every day of your life, every day. So you are having a physical fight. It's not like going to the gym and training for boxing and then you have a fight every three months or six months. These kids were fighting for their, their life every day. So so these kids learned that if they if you want to fight me, okay, watch your nose. You I'm going to bite your nose or gouge your eyes. Yeah. That's exactly how they fought. None of the Marcus of Queensbury rules, they were ferocious and they were terrifying. And if there's a weapon, then that's what we use too. So... You're looking at people who are different. They've every day of their life, and that's what boys' homes did. It turned, but every boys' home only turned out about five or six of these type of people because you don't survive. But he survived. He's a, and he was a ferocious fighter. He really was. So, so why do you? Yeah. How was it then that Pentridge, that H Division? Affected him so badly. Oh, because (laughs) he went down to Hastings Division when he was 18. He went down six times. He was in prison twice, by the way. He got out after serving the minimum for the rape in in company uh, thing. And then he was committed, he was found guilty of conspiracy to rob a bank, plus the added broken parole of what he had to serve. So he went back again for nearly five years. Mm-hmm. So he had two separate occasions. On the first occasion, he was in Pantridge. He was in Hates Division six odd times, and they were basically for fighting. And, and by his definition of broke, 
It means that he had agreed to the rules and regulations under which Hate's Division operated. In other words, you had to uh, quick march, had to salute, had to wear a hat. You were never allowed to look up. Had to look down at the ground, find your spot, break rocks all during the in the in the day if you're in the labour yards. You were treated terribly. Now and give your name all the time and what have you. The moment you agreed to do that, you had accepted that that's how it operated. And that's what he was always crooking himself, that he accepted it. And that's his definition of them breaking. What happened if you don't accept it? Oh, they will punch the shit out of you. And then if you come out fighting every day, which a few people did, mm. they had a way of getting the psychiatrist to certify you to jaywalk our rat. Uh, yeah. And it was like one flew out of the cooker's nest, your prison sentence stopped when you're in J. Ward, our rat. Your sentence doesn't go on. Oh, no. They had, they had it over you. There's no way you could have defeated them. No way in the world. After the break, our guest Ray Mooney tells us how it all fell apart for Chris Flannery. And no bullshit. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To tell the story of his friend Chris Flannery's demise, our guest Ray Mooney is going to go further back and into more detail than I think anyone ever has done before. He's also dropping a few names that can't be left out of the story as he sees it. One of those names is Paul Higgins, who was a high-profile member of Victoria Police in the 1970s and 80s. 
His is a very long story, but all you need to know for the moment is that he was convicted of taking bribes in 1993. He was alleged to have accepted bribes on a regular basis from 1978 to 1982 from a well-known Melbourne brothel owner called Jeff Lamb. Higgins categorically denied the allegations right up until his death in 2016. Ray mentions another former member of Victoria Police in his version of events who is still very much alive and has never been convicted of a crime. So we've concealed that person's name. Just so you won't be confused, it is the same person mentioned every time. He, he finishes up getting shares in Mickey's Disco. That's where he got into all his strife with and Paul Higgins at Mickey's Disco. He had, he and Kathy, his wife, they had 10% of the shares of it. And I used to walk, work on the door as, you know, like a body security guard, bouncer type of thing. No one knew that Mickey's had been set up by the police. You've got to give them total credit for it, total credit. Set up certain police who were totally trusted to work with and infiltrate criminals. So Chris gets a job on the door as a bouncer uh, and working behind the bar and all that type of thing and trying to work out how come all these cops are there all the time. Like, and, and, and it's who had been charged with killing a very close friend of Chris's, a fellow called Colin Byrne, who was a very good friend. So there's, there's friction and bad blood, but no one knows that Mickey's has been set up so that Feeney can allow all the police in all the time and they use it to infiltrate crims, to get them on side, to find out what's happening. Oh, Chris finishes up getting 10% of the shares in Finney. He buys 10%. So he's got investments in, the, uh, in, in Mickey's Disco. He finds out that Higgins and have both been given $200 per week. When he finds out, he bars. He says, right, you're barred. He bars all the coppers. Chris and, did. Oh, did he ever? And, and this is where it all fell in. This yeah. is this this that was the biggest mistake. That was the first mistake he made. Yeah. He didn't know. He had no idea that that it had been set up. But the other thing was, none of the other coppers knew either. Chris has become very close friends with Roger Rogerson. He becomes very close friends with Rogerson because the rumor was that he'd been asked to put Nettie Smith off, and Nettie Smith is Rogerson's right hand man. Yeah, yeah. So they, Rogerson gets them all together. Uh, Rogerson had had dealings with Chris earlier, way back in the 70s, when Chris was, after his release from the rape charge, he's been charged with conspiracy to commit a, a crime, uh, to commit a bank robbery here in Melbourne. And so therefore he's shot through to Western Australia. And having done his salesmanship course, yes. has gone to Western Australia and got a really good job as a buyer for David Jones. But he realises that there's a screw who's seen him there, so he's disappeared. But in the interim, he and Archie Buckley and Robin Holt have robbed David Jones. And in the robbing of David Jones, a security guard is shot in the stomach. Bad robbery, really bad robbery. So the world's fallen in and Chris has shot through with... Archie to Sydney and oh, I'm not going to mention how it happened but he, he that they realised that they're in Sydney Rogerson goes to effect an arrest on a railway station when they've gone to pick up some uh, some stuff that's been sent to them and an incredible fight's broken out between them but the police have outnumbered uh, Chris and Archie so they've been taken back now Rogerson's 
there in charge of what's happening and there's a, a detective with a pretty big reputation of being pretty tough and he's sort of loud mouthing off in front of Chris and Chris just goes bang and breaks his jaw. Rogerson made out he didn't break his jaw but he did. So that's how Rogerson knows that this is a willing guy. So but then so years after that event uh, Rogerson decides to friend up with Chris so we're, yeah. we're in Sydney yeah. this is after everything's happened in Melbourne we're in Sydney <clears throat> and this is when Chris becomes friends with Rogerson and yeah. Nettie. Yes and they become very close. Yes. that They do. Very very close. Uh, Chris trusted Rogerson with his life. Mm. He, he did totally. He really trusted him. Um, yeah. So what went wrong then because he wasn't in Sydney long was he? Uh, no he died in uh, 85 yeah so um and that's four years i think for but he terrorized him. He, he he was um a little bit more willing than most he thought that they the, again like being in prison he thought the old guard had had their day mm. um and he was working with um uh a guy who ran two casinos to start with and then moved into working with george freeman who put him on retainer uh and 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 how sydney worked then were there were groups the anderson group at the cross, uh, the uh, uh, George Freeman's group who did all the betting and, and had a lot of the brothels. And then there's Lenny McPherson who also sort of was involved in – they all cross over. But you've got to get permission if you want to set up in any area. You've, it's, it's all franchised very, very carefully, underpinned by the police, totally underpinned by the police. You can't do anything in Sydney if you get the police offside, no way in the world, uh, totally different, different than Melbourne. And you have to sort of work within those limits. But Chris thought that they were their day was coming. Rogerson did too. He was he knew that the, the big money was ultimately in not having to bring these people into it all. And the other thing about Rogerson, he is very smart. People under, I think sometimes it's easier for us to criticise the guy without realising that apart from understanding how security cameras work, he yeah, was I know really what you smart. mean. I think he's ended up looking <laughs> looking very silly, but I think it's, it's you can't underestimate how at the time. I mean, this bloke's winning medals for yeah, his, his conduct, bravery, yeah, yeah. and for being the best copper in in Sydney in New South Wales. While he's running a corrupt empire, I mean, he was ingenious yeah. in his day, and he was too. Mm. They some of the things they did were really good, yeah. and they were really clever. Mm. You know, you'll never read about them or hear about them because no one knows. That's how good they were, and yeah. they're the good ones, the ones that you'd never know about. And they they pulled off some very good stunts. They really did. In that the, a couple of months before he disappeared, and it is still a disappearance, yeah. really, but you know, technically. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris was sent to kill Tony Spaghetti Eustace. Well, that's the narrative. It is the narrative. Oh, what do you? What's incorrect about that? Well, um, first of all, Chris had been offered money to kill Sayers, Mick Sayers. Freeman wanted Sayers put off because he reneged on um, paying um, some money he owed. And he was a gambler. Mick was a bad gambler. And Freeman had the casinos. Um he said, mate, he said, I'm not going to put him off. He's my friend. Why would I do that? Now, I've explained this to other people before. Many, when he was in Victoria working at Mickey's, he got into the company of a detective called who was a very oh, devious type of detective, and he would get a lot of paid jobs for Chris. And uh, one of the jobs he got was through insurance companies to give um, 
for a serve because it was causing terrible trouble with concrete pores going stiff in the barrel and he's creating unbelievable hassles through the um not the painters and doggers, the yeah. labourers, builders, labourers, yeah. And Chris said, "Why would I? Why would I? Why would I do anything to him? He's a good bloke. Why would I want to fucking hit it? You know, give it to him." And he refused to do it. Now, there is no way in the world that Chris would have killed you. So no, and there's no evidence to suggest he did. So, if you this this idea yeah. that he was uh, that he took on the job to kill Tony Spaghetti in inverted commas used as is part of the narrative to discredit Chris after his death. This actually came from Nettie Smith. Okay, right. Nettie Smith said, you know, like he wanted to disassociate himself. Chris is gone, and he knows he's gone. Yeah. he needs to disassociate himself, so he starts writing about how bad he was he'd kill his own money for his own friends for this and it was bullshit like it was the opposite it was that thing of you get you, you get your cottery on side by bagging someone who everyone else bags so naturally we bag chris flannery the the evidence was that it was um that that, that someone had a, Chris was supposed to meet Eustace in the Hilton hotel so he's waiting in the Hilton hotel at 7 Eustace goes and meets someone on the way there who pulls up in a gold Mercedes. Now, the only person who had a gold Mercedes in Sydney at the time was George, George Freeman. Freeman. So whoever wanted to let it be nut, they wanted everyone to think, oh, Freeman's killed him. And it wasn't Freeman. It was because Freeman didn't do things like that. He got other people to do it. Because so, the other part of the narrative is that Chris was on his way to meet Freeman. No, that's when he disappears. That's what I mean, when he yeah. disappears. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Right, so this is pulling Freeman in again. So is that true? <laughs> that's true, That uh, is it? it? It's true that he potentially was going to go and see Freeman. Right. Tony was killed? Oh, Tony, Tony was killed. He was, he Tony was shot in the back was six shot. times. And he tells, they. He, he whispers in the ear of the police when they ask who did it to you and he says, fuck off. And I've always maintained there's no way he even knew who did it. He was shot in the back. And he would have known who arranged to meet him. But he wouldn't have known who pulled the trigger. But he didn't speak anyway. And so no. six, 16 days later, Chris is supposed to meet George Freeman. Yes. And uh, after his car wouldn't start. Yes, that's right. Chris's and boss. That's all true. That's all true. Chris's boss. By that, do they mean George? Yes, definitely Freeman. Yes. George uh, Freeman told him to take a taxi. That's right. To their meeting place. Yeah. And that was the last time that he's seen anyone's alive. admitted yeah. to having yeah. spoken to Chris. Rogerson arranges a meeting. He's, this is the most sus meeting of all time. He mm. says, look, come and talk to these people about this jury shooting. I want to put this... So, so he brings along these top coppers and Chris and doesn't want to go. Jury was a copper um, who who was... Uh, he was shot at. There was an yes. attempted assassination, attempted shooting of, of jury. And so anyway, uh, Chris goes to this meeting reluctantly and... Yeah, look, it's um, because, and and I'm as guilty as anyone else here now. What you, I'm surmising, and I really don't know because I was not there. I assume that police he knew pulled up and uh, and and offered him a lift, and he got in the car. That's what I assume. Uh, I can't see it happening any other way. I've always and and I'm surmising. One of the things that Rogerson used to say to Chris was, look, mate, every time you've done one of your hits, you've left the body for us. How, how smart are you? And he said, look, come on, I'll show you what we do. No, this is true. Wow. So he takes him to the furnace in a, um, uh, what is it, those um, wood yards, you know, oh. where they burn the guns. Okay. The, the, the furnace where they burn the guns, melt all the guns down. But oh. <laughs> I think a few other things have been put through there.
No trace, right? If we think that our police forces weren't up to that, we're mad. You know, every country's police forces are up to that. Uh, to think we're not is a little naive. Oh, well, Roger Rogerson is currently in jail for murder. Well, yeah. you know, so imagine if now extrapolate back, you know, honestly. Thank you to our guest this week, Ray Mooney. And thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.